I mean, some of the stats, if you think, I mean, talking specifically around teenagers, between 2010 and 2017, teen suicides went up 67%. So this isn't something you come in and start at the point of someone being a teenager. Mm. By all means, let's have that intervention available for people across the age range, but clearly there need to be conversations that are happening much, much earlier and supporting not just the kids who are developing in this world, yep. um, but also their families, teachers, the people that they spend time with much earlier on and equipping them with the tools that we as experts hold, but, but often don't get to share with people until much, much later. On today's show, we are talking to the co-founders of Ketka, and we are talking about the prevention of mental health by intervening with children at a young age and using stories to do so. This is Tech Talks, a twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, today being joined by Alyssa. Uh, we talk to leaders across the technology industry to get news and views and insight for those of you who are peers and also potentially just interested in tech. Good morning, Ali. Hello, David. How are you? I didn't sleep much last night. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I went to bed at 12 in despair. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and then my brain was just ticking over for several hours in bed, not allowing me to sleep. I can imagine. I can imagine. Look, obviously, so. you know, one thing about politics is, and I studied politics at university, is people don't always agree with you, and you have to kind of respect that. But... Um, yeah. Growing up in Wandsbeck, which is the constituency over from Blythe Valley, that result blew my mind. It also didn't, because okay. I get that people are frustrated in that part of the world. And as I said, I grew up there. I, I know what the reality is of how deprived it is. And the fact that successive Conservative and Labour governments haven't addressed the fact that in deindustrialised areas, towns have been left behind. I am so sorry. It's but I'm also, politics. I'm so used to it, though. I come mm. from South Africa. Yeah, you guys we have lived it through it. You guys would live through it too. I promise. Yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. Is it in South Africa though? <laughs> <laughs> no, you that's say everything's gonna be okay. Come to England. We have less problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, but uh, there we go. That that is that. This is the antidote to to, gen to general election news, though. We're not going to talk about general elections. I hope not. We're going to talk so about. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about mental health. Um, mine might be fragile this morning, but guess what? There are apps out there and services and platforms that can help you. Uh -huh. There is indeed. And we've been talking to one which I think is quite good fun. Uh, we do mention in the interview that uh, we have a sample of one of the story. We don't have that yet. We might well post that on on Twitter to support this uh, when we do. But um, we are talking to Fahana and Isabel. They are the co-founders of Ketka. Uh, please do listen to the interview. I think it's fascinating what they're trying to do. And then myself and Ali will have some thoughts on it afterwards. On today's podcast, I am talking to Ketka, Fahana and Isabel. Uh, you are the two co-founders of Ketka? Indeed. Yes. Do you want to explain what you each do in the business? Uh, so I'm Fahana. I am uh, a doctor by background, a mm -hmm. psychiatrist by background. Um, and I guess as co-founder, we sort of swap and share a lot of the things we do. But uh, my specific role is mainly around the content yes. what we do, um, which is... Uh, helping kids promote mental well-being or promote their mental well-being. Yep. Uh, and so my background as a psychiatrist is in really shaping a lot of the content of 
what we do. But also a kids' TV presenter. That was a previous life, yes. Yeah. Not quite <laughs> useful I, when it comes to kids' true. content, right? It is true. It's like the perfect kind of bringing together of these strands of media. Yeah, yeah. Before I did medicine, before I went to medical school, um, I briefly tried to convince my parents it was acceptable for me to be a television star, but they said no. So <laughs> I went to medical school uh, and became a doctor, but it turns out that's a, a wonderful thing to do as well. Um, so now I'm bringing together some of that. So as a teenager... I did a lot of kids TV, kids radio, mostly in the Middle East. Um, And so now I'm kind of bringing all of that together. Awesome. And Isabel, you are an architect by background. I am an architect by background, yeah. I've worked in architecture for the last, for for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I set up my own company. I uh, decided to shift a little bit my company, so I did an MBA and uh, realized that I wanted to do something that was more in line with my values. So Mm -hmm. I just decided to take my creativity and uh, my business acumen and change and do something very different. Mm -hmm. And that's where I I bumped into Zinc, which is a social impact uh, incubator. Right. And I joined them and uh, started Ketka. Uh, So both of you have a wonderful background in technology. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <Where did> you <laughs> <get that>? <laughs> <laughs> Look, before we get onto that, um, let's let's just kind of tell people who Ketka are because you're a reasonably new business and they probably won't know. They might, they might too, but they probably don't. So, I don't know which, which of you, maybe for one of you, if you're head of content, effectively, indeed, what indeed. is the content that they will find on Ketka? So at Ketka, we are well. Our goal is to help children, or in terms of their mental well-being, so to mm. promote better mental health in children from the youngest ages. And we want to do that through interactive, audio-only, choose-your-own-adventure stories. Mm-hmm. But not just any story. The choices you make in these stories are underpinned by evidence-based psychological techniques. So it's things like low-intensity CBT or cognitive behavioural therapy. Right. Things that we might teach someone who is perhaps unwell or struggling with anxiety or depression later on when you get to see a doctor. We're bringing that at a much earlier stage for pretty much anyone. We want any child and family to be able to access this sort of expert-led, evidence-based psychological content um, while having fun on these adventures. And what's the platforms that you'd find it on? I, I mean, you, I would immediately assume maybe something like Alexa. But... Yeah, so we'll do two different things. There will be an Alexa um, part of it, mm-hmm. but there's also a specific platform, which would be a Ketka yeah. uh, app. The idea is that we want to use tech in a way that connects people and the family uh, together. So it's not just about children listening to the story and making choices, but it's also creating a link with the parents. Mm. And the parents get some feedback on the choices that have been made. They also get uh, tips and discussion triggers so they can create, start a discussion with the children and, uh, and be more connected and yeah, allow them to grow together. So I'm going to say a whole lot of stuff here that is going to make me sound incredibly ignorant, but it might actually be quite helpful because there's a whole lot of stigma around mental health. And mm-hmm. I kind of always assume, well, first of all, mental health is is just as serious as breaking your leg. It's just that no one can see it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 something that is out of someone's control. There's a break. It needs to it needs to be treated. But I always assume that it has something to do with chemicals in your brain, and it is something that develops. As life goes on. So it's interesting to hear you talking about children because I would assume mm-hmm. that that's a very early age for someone to have mental health mm-hmm. issues. So I think you don't sound ignorant at all. Well done. Um, <laughs> that you are absolutely right that, of course, there are, there are different elements to mental yeah. health, and one of those components is chemicals 
in mm. the brain. There's no getting away from that. A lot of what we do, how we think, is all to do with chemicals. Um, and there are things that can that, that happen as a result of things that you've gone through through life. Yeah. But one of the things that I see firsthand as a psychiatrist or would see with people who I would typically meet from 18 onwards is that a lot of that journey, a huge chunk of, what, of shaping of what happens in that journey happens early on. Right. How you start to, to kind of make sense of where you fit into the world how you trust other people around you, how you cope with stress, what, how you see yourself as a person, your own self-worth, how you manage anger, all of these things, how you read emotion, I, things we start learning from very early on. That's not to say you stop learning, um, but I think there's a huge, well, I, believe, I know there's a huge opportunity to make a much bigger impact on a person's kind of story or their journey through life and how they manage whatever hits them along that journey by getting involved early and by supporting parents in having those kinds of conversations proactively uh, with their kids. So Ketka isn't fixing or solving a mental health issue, but it's flagging it to the parents and giving them an insight into the choices being made by the children on the platform? So it could do both, potentially. So we're not saying we're here as a kind of treatment for a specific illness at this point. Uh, It's more preventive. So mm-hmm. kind of thinking proactively for anyone, whether you're struggling a little bit with anxiety or you're not, to kind of think about it. So in that sense, it's both. You could, you could come at it with saying, my child is struggling with stress over exams. And so you may choose to listen to stories which focus around those themes and you explore what might happen if you choose different ways to behave or act as a character. Or you may come in to yeah. learn about emotion and you're not struggling with a particular issue at that point. In time, does that make sense? Yeah, I know you're going to send some examples as well yes, that yes. we can play after the, the interview. Yeah. But just, just kind of whilst we're talking now, what would what would be a good example of one of these stories? So, for example, one of the stories is uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Right. Uh, very simple. You can choose to go through the forest or through town, and uh, if they if they choose to go through town, it's surely quite a short story. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> story. No, <they> different things. <laughs> But this choice has got no impact, so yeah. it's really, you know, a choice. Uh, and then let's say you go through town, and uh, if you go through town, you meet your f- a friend, and she's a bit, you know, pushy, but say she wants to eat the cupcakes you're bringing to your grandma, and you have the choice to either uh, say yes and give in because she's really kind of pushing you, or uh, be a bit more assertive and say no. And it's really about uh, testing and trying um, and showing kids that if you're if you're giving into um, you know being pushed around by your friend and doing something that is not necessarily something you wanted to do, mm. then it will lead to an outcome that is uh, leading to another outcome. I'm not going to say the the story because you mm. have to listen to it, <laughs> but there's a, ca- a cascade of outcome mm. that is not necessarily the best ones. So um, why not why not have this on an app that's uh, a video? storytelling platform because there's there's no reason why you couldn't do it in video form right you could, I, I guess it'd be more expensive but. yeah you could do it in video but i think we're all big believers and you might be as well <laughs> uh, of the, the power of audio mm-hmm. so if you listen to something you can you create your own mental images and it yeah. sticks with your brain whereas uh, if you are given images uh, obviously you can relate to them or not so let's say you know if you're if you see a little girl with uh, blonde hair and ponytails and she's like super skinny and you're not exactly fitting that, you might not relate to it as much. Whereas if you create your own images, then it, it will stick with you. So yeah, 
Now, you are working in the tech space, and as we kind of alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. neither of you have worked in tech prior to this. What's that experience been like in terms of understand? You, you have an idea, but then putting it into reality. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, yeah. <laughs> really challenging. Lots I think of learning. <laughs> lots, of, lots of learning. There's a lot of us not being like the, you know, um, having bad experience that we carry that with us and it mm-hmm. allows us, so as an architect, I'm used to building things, for example, mm-hmm. and put a lot of people together. So that's something that I've discovered is quite close to uh, creating apps or, you know, in the agile way of working where you test and iterate. So it's very much uh, what we're doing as architects without naming it. Um, but it's also like work, totally working in the dark and, you know, trying to understand the language, trying to understand, you know, everybody's got their own way of thinking that the, this is the right tech. You have to go for it. You know, it's, it's, you can't do anything else. And you, you have to make, you know, a choice that is not necessarily um, super easy, but very interesting. And you're at a reasonably early stage. Mm-hmm. Kind of, how have you found interacting with the investing community in any kind of initial conversations when neither of you have that tech background. I'm getting the impression actually a lot of the stuff we bring from the years of experience we've had is, is, is a real strength. Yeah. It's kind of going into this not just as an idea for a company but where there's a gap but it's coming into it as a psychiatrist, as someone who knows that there's a need for this, who understands what the risks are in dealing mm. with health. I'm also an academic at UCL, so something we are building into this right from the outset is research, so kind of demonstrating an outcome, what is a meaningful outcome. All of those things are things that I, I, I've been doing for years. I don't need to kind of go and learn those things from scratch, so all that stuff is, is super handy. Also, we're parents, mm. um, and we're kind of connected to schools, we're connected very actively to kind of what is happening in this space now in terms of teaching mental health to children, how it should be done, what's safe, what are the risks. All of those things that I think someone who didn't have that background would have to navigate from scratch, I think, you know, we kind of take for granted in a way. So I, I see it as a huge strength that mm. we bring all that. Um, obviously, there's the, yeah, we're not tech, but that's something that we're learning and that's something that you build a team around. And I think our ability to build relationships with people is also something that we're... As an academic and a, and a health professional, yeah, is from a very early stage then the partnerships yeah. piece around making sure that perhaps anonymized data yeah. that can help the NHS make better choices and, and, and build better healthcare programs a big part of what you do? Yeah, I think we have to kind of obviously think specific, around the specifics of that sort of thing, but mm. there's no reason why, well, yeah, absolutely, the choices that they make um, and how they make those choices might not be helpful. We, we've talked to people around kind of thinking around developing new tools. Right. Um, so all of that has the potential to happen, and I think we're in a good place to think about it. Um, but yeah, it would have to be done carefully. Of course. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's just because, as I said at the beginning, it, young people's mental health is not something that I would really know where to start to talk yeah. about. And I yeah. imagine yeah. that's probably the same of most people. Yeah. You know, uh, if I think about youth and mental health and yes. examples in the industry, I tend to think of maybe Prince's Trust as being one of the earliest examples that I'm aware of, and they're dealing with teenagers rather than children. But I think there's more and more um, recognition that teenagers is obviously is very important. Yeah. But if you really want to prevent, it has to be done before. Yeah. And uh, and that's what we are trying to do. I mean, some of the stats, if you think, I mean, we're talking specifically around teenagers between 2010 and 2017, 
teen suicides went up 67%. So this isn't something you come in and start at the point of someone being a teenager. Mm. By all means, let's have that intervention available for people across the age range, but clearly there need to be conversations that are happening much, much earlier and supporting not just the kids who are developing in this world, um, but also their families, teachers, the people that they spend time with much earlier on and equipping them with the tools that we as experts hold but but often don't get to share with people until much, much later. So is Ketka live now? There's an MVP live. Cool. <laughs> uh, it's not the final version. <laughs> so there is something that someone could go and have yes, a listen okay. to and yes. see how it works as an entry point. Yes. There's, yeah, exactly. I would consider it really the entry point. <laughs> Built but uh, Everyone starts somewhere. <laughs> exactly. um, it's going to get much better. <laughs> how, how many stories do you have planned out of interest? So we've shifted slightly yeah. um, in... Uh, from a broader vision of uh, the use of storytelling and t- interactivity to a more focused mental health and mental well-being. Right. Um, and that's why we are reviewing all the stories and uh, building on that. Because it was a broader kind of educational and health and everything initially. Yeah. And um, we've kind of seen actually let's let's really focus and do the thing that we want to do super well and then kind of broaden out from that so we've kind of moved Got you. to just focusing on mental health so as a final point then and I think this is quite interesting you're at an early stage yes um, if you're talking to other people who are thinking about an idea they've got a problem that they want to fix and they equally don't necessarily come from the tech industry what would your advice be what challenges have you come up against that you think they should be aware of my advice would be team up with someone good <laughs> someone who because I, I think it is very challenging and daunting to go into a new industry on your own especially if you're kind of founding something that is going to be your day and night and, and everything in between. Um, so I, I think partnering up made a huge difference to me to bounce ideas on, to kind of to, mm-hmm. to think together about what, what's workable, what's not. Um, so that's a huge thing. But also just, just to go for it yeah. because we're doing it yeah. and we yeah. have no intention of stopping. Uh, I think also incubators are a good space to start. Mm-hmm. Most of if you're not coming from a tech industry, uh, some incubators it's like starting something a, a bit in a cocoon so there are pros and cons obviously but uh, but it helps you understand some elements and uh, and kind of yeah eases the way in it doesn't sort everything far from it but still yeah. it does help a little bit so it's a good way well look it's amazing to have you both come here and talk a little bit about Ketka it is um Look, it's, a, it's an incredibly important piece uh, of, of healthcare that I suppose technology really could, could enable more understanding of. So, so fantastic story. And fingers crossed it goes from strength to strength. What an idea, isn't mm. it? This, this really hit home for me. So I don't know if you know this, but I went, I've seen many psychologists and psychiatrists in my life. Okay. I, I, I Are we about to have a DMC? A little DMC, yeah. Okay. This, re- this one really did hit home for me. Um, so I, when I was a teenager, I spent two weeks in a psychiatric ward. Cause I, I, right, okay. I know, I know. And uh, that's news, and I haven't really shared that with many people. But <laughs> probably just <laughs> on the podcast. It's fine, there's only 13 people. I love, I love that's, that's, that's like ripping the plaster <laughs> off. No, I'm not embarrassed about it at all. Cause oh, it did, cool, okay. It did help me so much. You shouldn't much. be. I know, not at all. But when you kind of say you haven't told that many people, and then you've just gone and kind of told several thousand listeners. But what, the, what they're going to hey, do? Okay, cool. What they're going to do? Fine. They're going to restrain me. No, I think me. I think they will applaud you. Um, but but and I think that if something like this existed, 
when I was a child, because mm. everyone's been through a traumatic past, everyone's gone through problems, right? Um, some worse than others, but you know. And I, I think if I had this type of thing when I was a child, maybe it would have helped my family understand how I needed to be loved more or help mm -hmm. my family connect with me a little bit more. Um, especially my mom, that's when my relationships went a little bit fuzzy. Um, so this idea just is it groundbreaking for me. So that's the thing that stood out for you, that, that connection piece with, that, with, oh, with parents. Yes, yeah. and, and you know what we need to uh, kind of understand is that technology is evolving so quickly. Mm. From when you guys grew up, from when I grew up, everything's so different. There's so much pressure on kids. Even, I mean, think about it. Kids from the age of five, four are playing on iPads. Like, mm. Uh, this is the way we need to connect with them now and the, they uh, brought it together so great I was talking to someone from uh, the Telegraph a couple of nights ago who's got a two-year-old <clears throat> and he said that he and his wife were slightly concerned that their two-year-old is not yet speaking mm. but can use the phone can operate the Insane. phone can watch videos on YouTube so clearly has the language skills and has the intelligence Dead. but for whatever reason He's not talking. Mm. Anyway. Um, well, maybe that's a way for him to communicate now through this little... Do you uh, need the toilet? Click the toilet button. That's, that's the way the world is going. I hope not. Scary. Yes. Um, I do think, though, that, that that early intervention preventative piece is really important, right? Mm. One of the things, one of the ways that technology can really help healthcare more generally is by keeping people... Uh, or Sorry, by... <clears throat> by making sure that you intervene at a period where you stop someone needing that help that is mm. costly and adding to waiting times. And, you know, exactly. if, if you're talking more generally about healthcare, if you can prevent someone actually having a disease, then you free up space in hospitals, etc. I don't know a huge amount about the mental health profession, but I'd assume that it has similar challenges. And if you can prevent mm. people having mental health challenges, well, they're not going to end up needing to go to a psychiatric ward yeah, uh, at all. And that is a lot of expense. The expense is crazy. But... Um, I think, personally, lost my train of thought, hold on two seconds. I think that, uh, oh yeah, I think that people don't, because you can't see a mental health problem, mm. um, people don't take it as seriously as someone having, I don't know, an actual illness, you know? And prevention is always better than cause. I mean, cure. Prevention is always better than cure. And I think what these guys are trying to achieve will just bring us onto a whole new level. Mm. Of not only understanding people, imagine the data that's going to come from this. You, we're probably going to find out things we didn't even know about the human brain. Mm. Um, uh, that's, that stat, by the way, 2010 to 2017, teenage suicide up oh. by 67 percent. Breaking. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if if the percentage was quite a low uh, proportional kind of fraction of, of the entire population. 67 percent of any number is it's a huge. shocking. Shocking Huge. rise. Why do you think that? Well, I think it's very interesting that they were talking about the fact that this has to be audio only in their eyes because of, um, you know, if you're listening to a story, you create your own images. Mm -hmm. Whereas if something is put in front of you visually, you don't connect with it. Or there's that added pressure exactly. of why am I not blonde? Why, why am I, I not like slim? That? Why don't exactly. I look like that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know about the pressures that are put on people through social media, in particular image-based social media like Instagram. Um mm -hmm. And there is that desire to conform, to fit, and people judging themselves against others constantly. Yeah. And that self-validification piece that's so challenging, I suppose, for so many young people. Um, so I do think, you know, quite apart from the fact that 
you know, we make that, I make that glib remark about video is more time-consuming and costly. Mm. Audio is a much more personal experience. Yeah, because you have to take the time, isn't it? Mm. That's why we have a podcast. Hey, Dave. So that people can, can connect and visualise with us. <laughs> That's what we look like. We're wearing Christmas jumpers today. I have lots of grey hair. Um, no, look, I, 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 love, I love that it's um, so forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. I love that... They are not technologists. Again, that's one of the things that I've always loved about discovering a lot of the companies that we do on, on, the, on the podcast. It's people who are taking technology and utilizing it in a way that uh, helps solve problems that they face. Exactly. Beautiful. They can mm. employ the technology people, mm. so they'll be fine. <laughs> Never an idea. Ketchka, Fahana, Isabel, thank you for coming on and being our guests today. Uh, a lovely, uplifting uh, use of technology. Stay tuned afterwards. Morbid day. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned afterwards. We will have a piece of technology news. Once a month, Tech Talks opens The Tuck Shop, a YouTube tech news roundup, which is kindly carried by Disruptive Live. Disruptive Live is the UK's first and only 24-7 TV channel for the technology industry. Stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following our regular talk shows broadcast live across the Disruptive Live website and social media channels. You can also catch Disruptive Live at some of the largest global technology events, broadcasting from London, Manchester, Singapore, Dubai, and many more. Welcome back to the podcast. A bit of news to round off your week. Google Assistant's interpreter mode translates conversation in real time. This is in the next web. This is terribly exciting. Um, Ali, you speak Afrikaans, right? I do. Okay. You said that wrong. Sorry? You said it wrong. Afrikaans. That's not what I said? Afrikaans. Afrikaans. Afrikaans, not Afrikaans. Not America. <laughs> this is a good start. Um, okay. One of the long-standing promises of modern technology has been the ability to translate conversations in real time. Google is making this a reality with a feature called interpreter mode. Previously available on Google Home and Nest devices, it will now work on any Android or iOS device running the Google Assistant. Here is an Android device. Um, <laughs> yeah, a more yeah, So obviously the smartphone's more useful than, than like because you're out and about you don't have a nest device when you're in japan right Mm. Uh, so you simply say hello google help me speak spanish or be my spanish translator Mm -hmm. and google will help you out with speedy translations that display both on screen and read out loud okay so we can say hey google help me speak english or afrikaans right yeah help help me speak english well yeah because i can speak afrikaans no let's try english okay fine fine fine. and you can tell us whether or not google's got it right fine i will okay uh what should we say um anything what do you want to say uh i hope you have a merry christmas that's a good one okay so okay google help me speak afrikaans sorry i can't speak afrikaans yet (laughs) (laughs) error i like that she acknowledges that she can't speak afrikaans what that's so sad what is that like at the bottom rate language (laughs) What did they start with? That's a massive fail. What? My heart hurts so much. Okay, do you speak any other languages? No, obviously not. Um, but I can say, oh, hold on. I can understand... Um, Portuguese? Like a, a little bit. I can understand swear words in Portuguese. Okay, so, so yeah. I'm not going to swear in the Portuguese. Podcast. Fine, fine, fine. I can understand a couple of things in Zulu. If she couldn't speak Afrikaans, okay. what is the chance of her speaking Zulu? Oscar? <clears throat> okay, Google, 
Help me speak Zulu. Sorry, I can't speak Zulu yet. Google's useless. Okay. Uh, Try Spanish. Uh, okay, Google, help me speak Spanish. Sure, let's start. Have a very Merry Christmas, Ali. Que tengas una muy feliz Navidad, Ali. Oh, Feliz Navidad does mean Christmas. What part of Spain would you most like to visit? ¿Qué parte de España te gustaría visitar? It's really good. It's good, isn't it? It's really, it's really good. good. Uh, we're going to have to kind of talk to some Spanish people to find out really? if she's got it re- 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 remotely right. Do we have any Spanish people in office? Oh, hang on. Es bueno. Es muy bueno. Tendremos que hablar con algunas personas para averiguar si ella lo tiene. Oh, let, well let's, done, maybe, let's maybe turn her off for a second. Uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, Google Just is... don't visit South Africa. Don't visit South Africa. If you need to speak Afrikaans, yeah. uh, Google ain't going to be help, able to help I wonder you. if they can speak Dutch yet, because that's pretty much similar to Afrikaans. Do you want to very quickly have a try? Yes, let's try, okay, let's, okay. try let's try. Okay, Google, help me speak Dutch. Sure, let's start. Google, when do you think you might be able to speak Afrikaans? Google, wanneer denkt u dat u Afrikaans kunt spreken? Yes, that's right! That's so right! Well done, Google! I usually, wanneer means when, so that's right. <laughs> Google when. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, if you're on a holiday now in a country that you don't know, you can literally just do, okay, Google, okay, Google. help me speak whatever, awesome. and it will do that for you in real time. That. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Good news. Good news. Bad news for translators. Oh, shame. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Another mm. job technology took. Perhaps. Well, unless you translate Afrikaans. Unless you translate Afrikaans. I'll be okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. Anyway, uh, I thought that was quite good fun to demonstrate before the end of the week. Uh, Have a lovely weekend, folks. Um, However you voted, uh, whatever. Uh, Ketka, thanks for being on the show. Bye-bye.